You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, it's exactly now 13, 12 minutes after 9. South African time. It's a beautiful night. It's a beautiful evening. And of course, uh, we're going to be crossing over to our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Malana Salim Karim Damad Barakatuh. I have to say this. <clears throat> I have to say this to my beloved senior Ustad. Oh. The children, they finished me today, Ustad. Uh, our Shining Stars, they actually finished me. You know, one person, was, our little Hannah was saying, Malana, do you eat mandu? I don't even know what's mandu. Mandu or mandu or whatever. I was, pro- I, was, I was pronouncing it wrong. And then somebody says, Malana, do you eat uh, what? Uh, what? Poor, poor or per or whatever, whatever. Oh, they finished me. Ustad, it's a beautiful night. Welcome to the discussion. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ustad. Wa alaykum wa salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Murana, ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban to you and our esteemed listeners. Yes, mashallah, this is the beauty of children. Mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whoever is blessed with children, do three things. Mm. Number one, keep a good name for your child. Number two, give them the best Islamic education. And number three, when they reach a marriageable <clears throat> age, get them married. <clears throat> One directive, discipline your children and teach them three things. Teach them to love Nabi Kareem. Sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam. Teach them to love the Ahli Bayt and the family of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and teach them Tilawatul Qur'an. So yes, Murana, I know they always put us in a spot. Today, I think they gave you a lot of curved balls. You know, they were spinning googles, googly or something like that. Some tongue twisters. It's okay. Inshallah. Sometimes it's nice that they laugh at us too. It's no problem. Dear children, Mahana, Allah Ta'ala, make all of our kids pious, neck. I mean, I and mean. this is how we should be with children. Just love them unconditionally. Allah. For the of Allah. Mm. You know, so many children are crying out for love, Mahana. You know, when you hear their stories, that from childhood, nobody loved them, nor did the father, nor did the mother, the other siblings. They were like outcasts. When Allah has entrusted us with this amount of children, just give them unconditional love. Mm. Subhanallah. So may Allah <clears throat> accept the efforts of those Muslim children. Ameen. They are doing excellent, Quran. Mm. Uh, as much as you are listening to them and conducting the program, I do listen sometimes, but most <laughs> of the time I research. See, Allah Ta'ala make it easy for you. And inshallah, yes, they are shining stars, Murana. Mm. A very nice title that you have given to them. And it also shows the enthusiasm of the parents, Murana. We have to give Mubarak Baat to the parents also. We need to thank Allah Ta'ala and make dua for those parents who are showing such great interest in the deen and Islam and tarbiyat of their children. Because in the end of the day, perpetual sadaqah is what? Ilmun yuntafa'u bih. Mm. That Allah Ta'ala gives you tawfiq, that you impart knowledge, you educate the ummah. <coughs> so whatever education you have imparted, inshallah, Allah will reward you perpetually. Whoever practice 
on the knowledge that you have imparted to them. They share it with somebody else, and the second person shares it with the third person, and it goes down and down. Till the last person who practices upon it, Allah will reward you, because you was the initiator. Number two, Sadaqatun Jariya. That charity that is perpetual, where the makhluk of Allah, Muslims, non-Muslims, animals, benefit. Somebody built a hospital, somebody dug a well, or provided water, provided shelter, a musafir khana, whatever it is. And the masses are benefiting from it. It's sadqatun jariya. You are just being credited every day for those who utilize it. And the third one is waladun salihun yad'ula. You leave behind children who make du'a maghfirat for you. So yes, Malala, mashallah, Allah Ta'ala accept your efforts and the children and inshallah the parents for doing a fantastic piece of tarbiyat and nurturing of their children. Ameen, 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 Subh Ameen. Well, tonight we have decided that inshallah we will be touching on how to fulfill each other's rights in Islam. And of course, we will be touching as well uh, a bit about uh, Hajj because Hajj is around the corner and we will be touching about the farewell sermon of our beloved Nabi Karim Muhammad Mustafa Janab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I know many, many listeners, they want to know regarding this topic. Uh, how do we care for each other? How do we respect each other? If we are living together, how to fulfill each other's rights in Islam? Over to you, Ustad. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah. الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إن الله وملائكته يفضلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا وصلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما وقال تعالى في مقام آخر قل إن صلاتي ونسكي ومحيايا ومماتي لله رب العالمين لا شريك له وبذلك أمرت وأنا من المسلمين وقال تعالى في مقام آخر ولله على الناس حج البيت من استطاع إليه سبيلا ومن كفر فإن الله غني عن العالمين قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الله قد فرض عليكم الحج فحجوا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من حج فلم يرفض ولم يفسق رجاك يوم ولدته أمه وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الحج يهدم ما كان قبله 
صدق الله مولانا العظيم Respected brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah Ta'ala grant us all this opportunity to perform Hajj at least once in our lifetime. That we can visit the house of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. You see this beautiful eyes that Allah has given us? It is searching, it's looking. And is excited then when I will have this opportunity to glimpse at the Baytullah. I've seen photographs, I've seen images, but I want to see the real house of Allah. Number two, I want to be present at the Rosai Mubarak of Rahmatul Lil Alameen, Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu. I have seen photographs, but my heartful desire is what? I want to be present in the beautiful city of Medina. That the breeze is so beautiful. The fragrance is so beautiful. The scene is so beautiful. The azan is so beautiful. The salah is so beautiful. The sunset is so beautiful. The sunrise is so beautiful. Nurun ala nur. Omar salnaka illa rahmatan lil that is why Imam Ghazali said that if Allah has given you sight, that is why the best nasihat Rasulullah gave to us. And Allah Pak has mentioned in the Quran, Say to the believing men to lower their gaze. And that is the biggest test when you go for Hajj Walana. One is Allah is going to test your sabr. We are spoiled. Everything is found for us. At home, we have all the luxuries, luxuries and all the facilities. Alhamdulillah. But when you leave for Hajj, you'll have to take tons of sabr with you, as people say. And if you want to enjoy your Hajj, Besides all the other ibadat and rituals you are going to be doing, the greatest test is for you is, will you look after your gaze? Will you look after your eyes? So Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah is saying that when Allah has blessed you with sight, those who are blind, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will shower you with mercy. Allah Pak has taken two of your most beautiful gifts, but in reward, Allah has great ajr and sawab for you in the dunya and in the akhirah. Don't despair. Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah is saying that if Allah has given you vision and Allah has given you sight, so Baytullah Kudeko, you're going to go there and just pour your heart out to Bari Ta'ala. I've come to the house of my Rabb and my Malik, my Creator, and today I'm the guest of my Creator and my Malik. In Ramadan, on the day of Eid, we were the guest of Allah. That's why it's haram to fast. On the day of Eid, five days in a year, it's haram to fast because you are the guest of Allah. Now you are the guest of Allah on the ibadat of Hajj, 
So for hours and hours, you can sit just looking at the Kaaba, reading Quran, making zikr of Allah. You are making takbir, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. You're making tasbih, subhanallah. You are making tahleel, la ilaha illallah. You are making tahmeed, Allahu Akbar. It's looking. You cannot believe that you are standing in front of Allah's house. You are in the matat where Rasulullah made tawaf. Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam made tawaf. The khulafai rasideen and sahabai kiram, awliya Allah. Hadrat Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani rahmatullah Great, great awliya Allah. We given this opportunity to walk around the Kaaba. Allah is giving you that opportunity. I love the pious people, though I'm not pious. One day, Allah will give me tawfiq. And I'll also be a pious person. Rasulullah said, Whom so you keep company with, Allah will resurrect you with them on the day of Qiyamah. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, Al-Hajjul Mabrur Laysa Lahu Jazaun Illa Al-Jannah. That Hajj way, there is no guna, there is no sin, kabira guna, sagira guna, fighting, swearing, disobedient, you are pure. See, the reward for it is only Jannah. You return as if your mother gave birth to you, innocent, forgiven, and full of Allah's mercy. So I was saying earlier on, Imam Ghazali rahmatullahi said that if Allah has given you sight, then look at the Baytullah. If Allah has given you sight, look at the Rosai Mubarak of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Sit there for a moment in Masjidun Nabawi with this feeling that the spot where I'm sitting, most probably Rasulullah sat here. Most probably Rasulullah's footsteps were So how much of adab I'm prepared to put my eyelashes down? SubhanAllah. This is my ishq and muhabbat for rahmatullil alameen. But what are we doing in Masjidun Nabawi? We're playing with our phones, spending time on our phone, talking, laughing. Every minute is valuable. So if Allah has given you sight, in Madinatul Munawwara, sit in this beautiful masjid of Rahmatullil Alameen. Allahumma salli ala Nabiyyir Rahma warhamna bi barakatih. Just read this durood, whatever durood you know, whichever durood you know. Don't ask about numbers. How many times I must read it, Mawlana Sahib? When Allah Paak gave you bounties, Allah Paak didn't ask you, my banda, how many bounties you want? وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْدُوهَا Just continue. Don't worry about counting. The mere fact that Allah is keeping your tongue moist with Dhruh Sharif and Zikrullah. What more can you ask Allah? So, Imam Ghazali Rahmatullahi is saying, First, if you want, look at the Kaaba and admire Allah Ta'ala's house. Look at the Rosai Mubarak of Rasulullah. 
It's a sign of rahmah from Allah. <laughs> that in that small community, there's a Hafizul Quran, there's a Ali Midi. There are so many places in South Africa. They don't have an alim. They don't mm. have a hafiz. They have to import the alim or the hafizul Quran. And sometimes in one town you may have 50 hafiz, 100 hafiz. To ehlullah ku deko. One day a person is passing the Kabristan and some person was being buried. Mm-hmm. And this person by chance popped in there. He had no intention to visit the Kabristan. He saw a huge crowd there, he went there. Two things happened. He just looked at the Ali Medin who was making du'a. And he copied what people were doing. So he took three scoops of sand <laughs> and he threw it in the grave. Minha khalaqnakum from sand we created you. Wa minha wa fiha nu'idukum and we shall return you to dust. Wa minha nukhrijukum taratan ukhra. And we'll resurrect you again from sand and dust. Mm. And he was brought in front of Allah on the day of Qiyamah. Allah Pak will say to the angel, check this man's deeds. Allah will put the way the scale of justice. Put it into action. Allah will say to the angel, look at this man's records. Did he do any good deeds? Ask him. Allah knows everything. And the Farishtas will say, Allah, he has no deeds. Kuch bhi nahi kya. So the gunahgar, disobedient, na shukar, just then on the scale of justice, some sand will fall and the scale will dip. Allah Park will ask the angels, where did the sand come? Mm. And the angels will say, in Every good deed that you do is an act of charity. See, we want the big, big sawabs. And where Allah has made sawab so easy, the small, and mashallah, those little sunnahs of the Prophet, we have discarded it. So Allah Park will ask the angels, where did the sand come from? So it will be mentioned, Bari Ta'ala, this man was passing the Kabristan. He had no intention to enter the Kabristan. See, but he walked in there. And he did what the brothers were doing. Mm. He put some sand in the grave. Allah Park says, my banda, we love this action of yours. Allah Akbar. <laughs> we just love what you did. Jao, humne tujhe maaf kar diya. We have forgiven you. For you is jannah. Mm. And just looking at an alim sometimes, Allah Ta'ala will also grant you jannah. Yes, which alim? Not just any alim. No. As Mufti Sahib says, you know, scholars for dollars. No, mm. not that much. On people like that, Allah's azab and Allah's curses. Don't sell the deen of Allah for a few pences. No. Give your life for Allah. If you do for the pleasure of Allah, Allah will look after you. Full. Yakin, 100% guaranteed. So just looking at an alim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you forgiveness and maghfir. So Murana, we're coming back to Hajj. Time is short. Mm. What is Hajj? So let's see. What is the greatest lesson that we take from Hajj? I think this is what we need to understand. Hajj 
is an ashikana ibadat. Yeah, it's your health, your body, and your wealth, your heart and soul is in love with Allah, is seeking Allah's love and forgiveness. Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. Labbaik la sharika laka labbaik. Inna alhamda wa ni'mata laka wal mulk la sharika lak. Millions of brothers and sisters are chanting the name of Allah. Mm. You have heard the echoes in the haram, on the plains of Arafat, in Mina, in Muzdalifa. Subhanallah. Nowhere in the world can you see the power of La ilaha illallah. When people are making tawaf and making and reciting the talbiyah, you can hear the vibration, you can feel the vibration in you. What a great honor it is, Mulana. So, Allah ki ghar ki adab karo. Respect the house of Allah. So, what is the greatest lesson that we are going to take? The principle of equality is very clear in Hajj. Because we are going to stand equal in the eyes of Allah. The greatest form of equality, no way in the world you can find this beautiful equality. No way. But in Islam and Sharia. When Muslims from every gender, men and women, language, thousands of languages, color, different color, subhanAllah. Nationality, over 100 countries, People are coming to perform Hajj. What do they do? I said, Hajj and the principle of equality. In Allah is not looking at your figure or your appearance. Allah is not looking at how rich you are. Allah is looking at your niyyad. In one divide, Allah is looking at your deeds and your amals. So, the greatest lesson of Hajj Mulana is equality. They do the same work, subhanAllah. They came to one place. Mm. The dress is one. <laughs> the work is one. The place is one. <laughs> the time is one. And this gives you the feeling of unity. One race, one Allah, <laughs> and one deed. Haq. Everyone is dressed in one uniform. You see, Mulana, in this world, I want to compete in you. If I'm going to a wedding or a function, I want to wear the best. I want to outclass my colleagues or my friends. But you are going to meet Badshahu ki Badshah, the kings of kings, is Rabbul Alameen. So when you come, there must be a dress code. There must be equality. Every haji, whether he's a king or whether he's a sweeper, will wear the same uniform, two pieces of ihram. No one can come there and say, I'm going to wear a black ihram. <laughs> 
اور ابلو احرام تو فکا سے جائز پر حضو صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سے لیٹ یو احرام بی وائٹ لیٹ یو ڈریسنگ بی وائٹ یور کفن از وائٹ مولانا اٹ شوز یو کہ آن دا ڈے آف قیامت وی آل آر ایکول فرنٹ آف اللہ سبحان وامن کتاب ہوں جی 
But how come people, when they return from Hajj, after a couple of weeks, they go back together what they were? So why go for Hajj? Anonymous from Margit, Ustad. That is why I said, Morana, when you leave for Hajj, when you make intention for Hajj, mm-hmm. you must correct your niyat. One, you must make sure that you go with halal funds. Mm-hmm. Beautiful saying here, Morana. When you complete your Hajj, when you leave Makkah, bring Islam home. Not just dates and zamzam water. Your whole life and outlook to life should change. You should be becoming more Allah conscious, more devoted to Allah, more mustabi'a sunnah. So when you leave Makkah to return home, mm. bring Islam home, bring deen home, not just dates and zamzam water. It's a very serious thing. That when we leave for Hajj, Allahu Akbar, look at this beautiful hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jab haji paak or halal kharsh lekar nikalta hai, when a haji leaves with halal money, pure money, and when he puts his foot onto the reins of the horse or the camel, and says, Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik. Or when you sit in the car, leaving for the airport, and you say, Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik. As- asman se awaz ati hai. A voice calls out, Labbaik wa sa'adaik. Tera tosha halal hai, tera kharsh halal hai. Or tera hajj makbool hai. Or gunahun se paak ho gaya. Kuch gunah nahi See how important it is. You ask the question, or the brother that asked the question from Margay. Then people come back from hajj. They are worse than before they went. Sure. First thing, the niyat is incorrect. Number two, the money that they took and went. Has doubt in it. Why am I senseless me going for hajj? I'm owing the whole world and the whole town thousands of rand. Pay your karza out first. And if you get money, later on you can make our tears that somebody, if I'm alive, alhamdulillah, I will go myself and if I, I'm not alive, you will make wasiyat that somebody can make hajj badal for me. Well, Hazrat Mufti Sahib will explain those messiahs to you. But the point what the brother is asking the person comes back, he's not changed, he's gone worse. The reason for it, Allahu Akbar, that when you go with your halal money, the farishtas say, labbaik wa sa'adaik. Banda, you said, oh Allah, I present labbaik. Labbaik, Allahumma labbaik, oh Allah, I'm here, I'm present. And the farishtas say, labbaik wa sa'adaik. Welcome, Allahu Akbar. Whatever you have brought is halal. Whatever you have spent is halal. Your haji is accepted. Your gunas are put in. Or jab haji haram maal lekar nikalta hai. See the wa'id. See the punishment. Even a haji takes haram wealth and gold. 
And when he puts his foot onto the animal to move on or sits in the car, and he says, Labbaik, Allahumma Labbaik. So Asman says, Nida Aati, La Labbaik wa La Sa'daik. No Labbaik for you, and there is no Sa'adat. Tera Tosha Haram hai. Whatever you have brought and came with is Haram. Tera Kharaj Haram hai. Your spending is Haram. Tera Hajj Sarasar Gunahi Gunahi. Your whole journey of Hajj is just full of sins. Or Tera Hajj Makpool Nahi. Tabrani ki So, Mulana, for us to go for Hajj, it's a great thing. But if you don't prepare yourself mentally, spiritually, financially, yes. and you really want to come back spiritually enlightened, your gunas forgiven, then we have to do a reality check. Okay, let's see what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. That don't think spending for hajj will decrease your wealth. Many of us are saying, but you know what? Now I think, well, I don't know what's the Hajj rate now. I think 120,000. I don't know. Allah knows best whether these people who handle these Hajj facilities, what answer are they going to give to Allah Rabbul Alameen? There are so many people, Mulana, they saved that 40,000, 50,000. It took them 30 years, 40 years, Mulana. They cried to Allah every five cent or every five rand that they could save. Alhamdulillah, they had one ton. They saved it in there. See? And now imagine you are told that, no, your hajj is not 50,000. Now you must have 100,000. <laughs> you see, Allah Ta'ala will make some zariya. So, don't think that spending for hajj will decrease your wealth. It won't. <laughs> for not only does it wipe out your guna, al-hajju yahdimu makana qablahu. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala wipes out your sins. Whatever gunas you made, sahira gunas, Allah forgives. Kabira gunas, you have to make tawbah. Look at the sawab of hajj. They don't think that spending for hajj will decrease your wealth. Indeed. Hmm. Instead, Allah will wash away your gunas and sins, and Allah Ta'ala will remove poverty. And third nasihat, Mulana. Don't save hajj for old age. Hmm. You don't know the date of your appointment with the angel of death. Many of us say, no, Habib, Jawan hai. We young, we have to enjoy life. Cook, khana, pina hai, maja karna hai. We'll make hajj in old age. If you have the means to make hajj, the road is clear. You are waqif of all the masla masail. You have made provision for your wife and children that in the period that you're going to be absent and going to perform hajj, you have made arrangements for their food, shelter, and protection, and still you don't go for hajj. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, it doesn't bother me whether you die as a Muslim or you don't die. There are thousands of people in our society. They have millions of friends in their banks. They but they don't get to feet to go for hajj. Mm. It's a good question to ask. And here you find a battler, Mulana. Mm. He's working as a shop assistant, earning like 
5,000 rand, 7,000 rand, maybe 10,000 rand maximum. But how Allah makes this a reality. Let's look at our listeners. They will type in now their experience. Ordinary workers, Mulana. But the yakin and shock to perform hajj was so intense. How Allah Park multiplied that money. Or how Allah Park put barakat in that money. That when they go and perform hajj and come back, they still have lots of change left. Subhanallah. Nurun ala nur. Respected brothers, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam further said, when you meet anyone who has performed hajj, greet him. Shake hands with him and beseech him to pray for forgiveness for your sins before he reaches home. How many of us do this? Golden opportunity. But you see, Hajj has just become like how we go for holidays. Now, the sad part of it, uh, Morana, mm. the ahmiyat of Hajj, the, the ikhlas of Hajj, the feeling of Hajj, mm. the ruhaniyat mm. of Hajj is gone. Most of the people you hear that instead of me going to America and going to Australia and going to France and Paris, let me go to Umrah. Can you imagine? To what degree have we lowered Umrah and Hajj to be? Because <laughs> you go there, mashallah, pure din sote raho, <laughs> sleep the whole day, some of us miss our namazes. How can you miss namaz in the Haramain Sharifain? I cannot believe this, Mulana. People are sleeping. Late at night, they're busy with their phones. As one great alim said, you know, somebody came. And asked Hadrat, give me some nasihat. So he said, you see, when you are in those Mubarak places, and if you are going to be seated at the Rosai Mubarak of Rasulullah in Masjid al-Nabawi, or at the base of law, and you're thinking about home and your dunya and your business, then it would have been better that you stayed back and would ikhlas and love it you would have been thinking of Makkah and Medina. It's a sad state of faith. I don't say all of us do this, sure. but he's still worried about what the till reading is. Did the orders come? Did the EFT go through? I'm sitting whole night there in the Haram Sharif and I'm watching my phone as my transactions are coming in. Mm. Are you playing games with Allah Rabbul Alameen? That is why it is said that a lot of people, when they return from Hajj, you see, when that Hajri Aswad, when it came from Jannah, it was white like milk. Indeed. Now it's, we call it the black stone. It absorbed all the gunas and sins of all those who are making tawaf. See? So sometimes that stone, all the gunas and all the sins of people, it now reflects on the person. Allah Ta'ala protect us. Mm. You are the guest of Allah. Respect the place. Respect Allah. Mm. Respect Masjid al-Nabawi. Respect Rasul. Don't even speak loudly in Masjid al-Nabawi. Mm. Ustad, I see there's a, there's a couple. Uh, the father is explaining, actually, 
because you you said earlier on to give their experience and it's a lengthy message but of course i'm just gonna go into just the gist of it uh their trip was for six weeks Ustad. but instead of six weeks uh the father says that his son and the daughter-in-law his daughter-in-law uh, they were fighting so bad in Medina Tul Munawara. They had to cancel the trip from six weeks to three weeks to start. So I just wanted to bring that to your notice. Uh, it's anonymous father. He says that my son and his wife they were fighting so much, so much they were actually swearing each each other with the ugly words like F and B and etc. But of course we had to from six weeks we had to bring it to three weeks. So he's asking to start. But why? Why do you go there and you fight to start? Okay, Marana, good question. Uh-huh. And this is again we're going back to this Hajj committee and this agent. Huzur sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam, the whole Hajj trip was 10 days. The five days of Hajj and the traveling, coming and going, plus minus 10, 12 days. And in reality, the days of Hajj is five. But you see, the agents want to make money, the hotels want to make money, the restaurants want to make money, and then you and I get frustrated because we're missing home. The jazbah and zok that we had for tawaf, namaz, tahajjud, and all that goes in the beautiful cities of Makkah al-Mukarramah slowly, slowly dies off. Mm. Because I went six weeks before hajj. I'm tired now. I visited every... I can ask you, Mulana, like how we share numbers, people can share cards with you. You want this, go to that shop, go to that mall. Go to Azizia, go here, go to Tayyiba. I don't know what what names. I don't know. Onana, the right thing to go. That jazba when you left from South Africa. You need to upkeep that enthusiasm. That is why go with that last flight. Go there three, four days before Hajj starts. Yes. Onana, you are ready. You got the jazba, you got the zok, you got the shok. Alhamdulillah. You are highly spirited. Sleep means nothing for you. Food means nothing to you. It's my Allah. I'm at his house. I'm at his guest. I'm going to do anything. This is an ashikana ibadah. I just love my Allah. I'm dressed simple. I'm just chanting his name. I don't know where I am, but Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Gee, we have spoiled the atmosphere of Hajj. We, all those people who take people for Hajj, Three weeks package, five weeks patching, six weeks in the olden days, Marana people used to go for four months, take the ship and go. Yeah, Allah. From Mata, then they're going to Damascus, then they're going to Beirut, then they're going to Zanzibar, then they, I don't know where and where, Bala. Allah knows best. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when people used to finish with Hajj, he would stand there with a whip and say, Chalo, Garjao, go home, return home. Because remember, in the Haram Sharif, Mulana, you make one good deed, Allah gives you 100,000 nakis. Huck. How many? 100,000. 100, so likewise, if you make one guna, it is 100,000 gunas. Ya Allah. In Masjid al-Nabawi, 50,000 nakis, Allah is giving you for one naki. And one guna in Masjid al-Nabawi is 50,000 gunas. Can we control our nafs, Mulana? Sure. So, this is the problem. We go there, we get tired, we're frustrated, we're missing home, we're missing our children, we're missing our businesses, we're missing our luxury. So what ibadat, what zok ibadat we're going to have? I'm not saying everybody, Monana, please. 
I'm just rep- I'm replying to the question where husband and wife are fighting. Imagine of all places, I know yeah, of what? one place. Mm. Husband and wife fighting in front of the mataf, cursing each other. Inna lillahi wa inna astaghfirullah. In front of Allah's house. What type of ibadat is this? No, Mulana. Allah Ta'ala make it easy for the Ummah of Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. <laughs> so let's make this dua to Allah. Time is up. The best days in the worldly life are the first 10 days of the Hajj. You have sinned all year. You have failed in the month of Ramadan. But the last 10 days are coming. Don't miss out on this chance. Allah is still giving you a chance to reform. You may have sinned all year. You may have missed out in Ramadan. Allah gave us those 30 days, 29 days. But still, we didn't take heed. We didn't make tawbah. We didn't change our life, some of us. But Allah is still giving you and me a chance. But the best 10 days are coming. Don't miss out on this chance of Sinhaj. So dua to Allah. Oh Allah, help us to remember you. Thank and worship you in the best of ways. Allahumma inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadati. That's the dua that we should make. Allahumma inni ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadati. So, Malana, may Allah Ta'ala, all those who are going for Hajj, please, for Allah's sake, let's correct our niyyat. Go there crying to Allah, thanking Allah for giving you the opportunity to set foot on the land of the Ambiyas, the place of the Prophet. And just for one minute, Mulana Abdul Razak Saab told me, you know, when he had taken some people, they knew him and he was a very famous person. So they asked him to give a lecture in Mina. Alhamdulillah, I also had the opportunity, Mulana, to address quite a few of the people there and say a few words of Nasiha in that beautiful place. So Mulan Abdul Razak Saab was one day relating to us that there were lots of hujjaj mm. from South Africa and he said to me there was somebody from Peter Thief. I still remember the name of the town. And Mulana was speaking of what took place in Mina and he said to those who were seated there just think for one moment the place where you're sitting. Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sat here. Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam walks here. He says, one of those hadiths, I don't know what happened to him. He became so emotional. Allahu Akbar. Then Mulana said, just think for one moment that where you're sitting or you're sleeping, Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's Mubarak Qadam was right there. That's where you're sitting. That person became highly emotional. As we say. So when you have this ishq and muhabbat, you become uncontrollable. Because the love for Allah and His Rasul is so great. May Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq 
ان شاء اللہ وی میک مسٹیکس مولانا کوئی بات نہیں گناہ کرتے ہیں جی توبہ کرتے ہیں روتے ہیں پھر گناہ کرتے ہیں پھر معافی مانگتے ہیں اللہ پاک سے مائی بندہ یو کین گیٹ تھائیڈ میکنگ گناز اینڈ سن آئی ول نیور گیٹ تھائیڈ میکنگ گما جی Why is it that we as the Ummah cannot be one and united? Hmm. Allahumma alif bayna kulubina wa aslih zata baynina. Ameen. Allahumma aafina wa'afu anna. Allahumma kun li waj'alni lak. Wallahumma kun lana waj'alna lak. Beautiful dua. Dua. For the coming year. Ya Allahumma aafina. Bari ta'ala forgive us. Protect us. Wa'afu anna. Allah grant us aafiyat. Allahumma aafina. Allah grant us aafiyat. Wa'afu anna. Allah forgive us. Allahumma kun lana. Wallah be for us. And make us for you. That. Insha'Allah. And this is what Allama Iqbal said. Haram. پاک بھی اللہ بھی قرآن بھی ایک حرم پاک بھی اللہ بھی قرآن بھی ایک کچھ بری بات تھی ہوتے جو مسلمان بھی ایک علامہ اقبال اگین سے دیا رب دل مسلم کو زندہ تمنا دے Allah, wake up this heart of ours. Allah, put some life into this heart of ours. Your qalb ko garma di. For the barakat of la ilaha illallah. The power of, power of zikrullah. This heart will pump. Your qalb ko garma di. Your ruh ko tarpa di. Your soul must become restless. The amount of zikr you must make. Ke log aap ko kahenge, ye paagal ho gaya. This man is insane. Allah my God, beautiful dua. Ya Rabb, dile Muslim ko zinda tamanna de. Allah wake up this heart of the Muslim ummah. Allah put love de. Allah Ta'ala put izzet de. Ameen, ameen, ameen. Yo qalb ko garma de. That, alhamdulillah, your heart must be fortified with la ilaha illallah. And it must make your soul restless. الحمد للہ
the advice of our beloved uh, Ustad Hazrat Malana Salim Karim. Damat Barakat. I will be sending the podcast out, inshallah. You can just send the word podcast and I will be sending it out to you, inshallah. For myself, brother, calling all of you out there. Have a beautiful evening. See you guys tomorrow morning. Same time, same place on our program. As-Safinatu ila al-Jannah. Allahumma ahdina wa ahdibina wa ahdina sa jami'a. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.